Yo, 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 what it do, man? This is your boy, North End Floyd, man, back with another episode, EP 118, man. We getting up there, and I want to say I appreciate everybody that's been supporting your boy. I appreciate everybody that's been rocking out, been liking, sharing, doing all those good things. I appreciate everybody that's been in the comments and, you know, uh, on the chats and all that, man. And what I want to tell y'all what we got going on tonight, we got a great show tonight. I got two highly in educated two highly educated women on here man and we finna talk about you know uh why women picking the wrong men um what's going on out there are 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 there a shortage of good men out there i don't know we're gonna answer these questions we'll ask questions you know and we got a whole bunch of stuff and whole different other topics that we go talk about too man so look what i want y'all to do right now is i want y'all to go ahead and share this you know what I'm saying? Share this to your friends so they can tap in and they could call. And also, look, I got a hotline. Y'all don't, a lot of people don't like coming on live. So what I did was I got a, I got a hotline for y'all. So if y'all, you know, if y'all you, you disagree with some of my answers and stuff like that, you can hit the hotline number, which is 409-233-0017. Man, look at my wine bottle in the background. We sipping wine tonight. All right. So we chilling today. You know, I know y'all used to seeing me sipping vodka and chilling out like but um, we're sipping a little wine. We're having a good time. So, man, I appreciate y'all for tapping in. Let me bring my guest on. Um, how y'all doing, ladies? What's good? <laughs> what's hey. going on, y'all? Uh, what's up, uh, Trina? Why don't you introduce yourself um, for people who might not know okay. who you are? <laughs> Hi, my name is Trina Rose Frazier. I am the uh, therapist and owner of the Rose Center. Uh, that is my practice where I perform cognitive behavior therapy, trauma therapy, and more, um, servicing 12 and up, couples, all of that. And I also am the proud owner of Pop Psych. So this is one of the shirts right here. Pop Psych, yep. Yeah, right? Yeah. So it's basically a mental health uh, awareness merch, just to get the word out there. And I am happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, and 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 who do I have as my other guest here? My name is V. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I, to v. Uh, Floyd saying how much I really enjoy this platform, and I always enjoy the conversation. So, um, it is a pleasure to be here and uh, give my little two cents. I'm an educator by day and a heathen by night, y'all. So, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> enjoy, you know, having um, adult conversations. So, I'm looking forward to uh, what we're gonna get into tonight. Yeah, so, um, you know, the topic uh, of this show is why are women picking the wrong man? And, you know, I wanted uh, Trina on here because Trina's a therapist and she could break it down and give that therapist perspective, you know, and I want to hear what she had to say. But um, let's go ahead and just dive into this, man. Why do y'all think women are picking the wrong men? Do y'all think I'm just going to throw this out here. Do y'all think it's a shortage of good men out there? You know, what's going on? Hmm. <laughs> you want to go first, Miss V? Hey, let me know if you want me to go first. Um, I definitely think that um, there's a shortage of good men. I do think that. I think that the good ones are taken, just like a lot of men think the good women are taken. But I'm here to tell y'all, there's some good single women out here. I'm one of them. Um, mm. so, um, I think that you know when we talk about people dealing with, you know, their baggage and trauma and all these other things that come along with it. I think that we kind of line up with people at the wrong time. Mm. So I can say that for sure was my case, you know, perfect person, just wrong time, wrong time, mm-hmm. time to heal on my end, and then also on uh, the gentleman's end. So, yeah. Okay. Like, well, 
I don't know. I just, you know me, I'm all about the semantics. And so when I hear things like there's a shortage of good men, I'm like, ooh, it's so subjective. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because my thing is, it's like, it also talks about perspective, right? So at the end of the day, I really feel like there, I don't necessarily subscribe to the good and bad when it comes to people. I think that sometimes you might have people that are miss, miss, uh, mix mix match however you would say mismatched or mix match like socks right and so sometimes they may be good to someone else just not good to you because there's a lot of times you'll see someone with someone else and someone might be like he was such a dog to her or she was so trifling with him and then when they get with the other person they're like well why you couldn't be like that for me and it was like because it wasn't for you so there's a lot of these people out here women and men who are deemed bad are not good and then when they end up with other people it comes out and i'm not saying that you have to build a person make a person all because i know they'd be like you know oh you have not i'm I'm not even gonna tell you that you gotta take your time to make a person reach their potential because i know some people say that but i am gonna say that when it comes to that i don't necessarily think it's a shortage of either or i think that is the the issue is somewhere else i think the issue is is more specific it's more personal than that to me. It's yeah. an issue with like a shortage on good communication, just period. It's a shortage on understanding. You know, it's a shortage of people, you know what I'm saying? First of all, understanding yourself before you start seeking someone else. And so sometimes you might have all the best intentions, but you just wasn't in that space yet. So that's why I feel like the shortage is not necessarily in men or women. I think the shortage is in those concepts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like what you said when you said... uh um dang he was he was he was he was dogging me out and, and how's he good to you and i think like sometimes you know guys you know they go through that phase they go through that dog phase and and getting hurt and transitioning and maturing and then you know some reach that age it depends on the age but they be like okay man look all right uh it's time for me to settle down it's time for me to build with somebody mm-hmm. uh i know how i was back in the days and stuff like that and, and i can't keep going through that let me find me a female and let me build and like, you know, like V said, sometimes it's just it's just wrong timing. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just wrong time because I'm pretty sure I was a dog to some female a long time ago. And I apologize to that because, uh, to whoever that was, because at that time I was immature. I was young. I wasn't trying to build when I was 19, 20 years old and stuff like that. But when I got older and, you know, I started wanting more things in life then you know, a female, a woman was like one of those things that I want. I want to build with somebody. But that just came mm-hmm. with growth. And maturity and being hurt and unfortunately hurting people and stuff like that but uh, i mean my uh dewayne said you know it's just uh he said females are just picking the wrong guys out there and i've been wrong what does that even mean though like well, okay you know, the, you know the stereotype and the and the thing that goes out there pretty much first thing is like oh man they want the bad guys they they want to change the the, the the thugs or the you know the you know what I'm saying? The toxic guys and be the one to change them and be like, okay, yeah, I made him um, love me. And yeah, he dogged y'all out. But look, he loves me. I, I did that. And that good guy, you know, that tried to holler and be like, like, you know, he just got pushed to the side. <laughs> so I, I don't def- know. I definitely don't want any more projects. I'm tired of growing up. Man. It's me, oh, project. It's me. Yes, uh, no. It's a project. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, that, that's too much, though. 
Yeah, everybody is responsible for coming to something whole. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have to look at ourselves. You know, I'm not perfect. I don't expect anybody that I meet to be perfect. Um, but, you know, we're all responsible for our own healing. We're all responsible for our own growth. And it was two things. When Trina said something and when you said something, Floyd, you know, the first two words that popped in my head were growth and maturity. And you said it. You took it right out of my mouth. You know, it's a, it's a growth thing, you know. And unfortunately, men and women grow at different paces. Yeah, and- they do. It's no different, even as God told Floyd, I'm like the auntie on here. I thought I was a little bit older than mostly everybody. Um, but even as guys get older, you know, I'm dating men in the 50 range and they still don't have in the 50 yeah. range. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just like, man, like we, what is going on here? You know, and I have a strong desire to love a black man. You know, that's, that's yeah. what I, you know, yeah. so, but it is difficult. It's difficult, y'all. Yeah. And I mean, you're definitely speaking from your own perspective and I totally get it. I just know that for me, the person that I ended up marrying, I probably wouldn't have been ready for when I was 20 or when I was like, like where I'm at right now is, is, is where I needed to be for that to even come into fruition. So I think that sometimes it's about where you are because depending on when you decide to, to link up with somebody, when y'all decide to link up in that, in that, regard it depends on where you're in life on who would be the appropriate person for you at the time you know when i was younger especially when i wasn't necessarily because i wasn't really big on just all of the um boyfriend stuff i i wasn't you know i was tell people all the time and i know it might sound crazy but for those who know me they know i'm pretty real like when it comes to me and i wasn't i say galling too many people like that that just wasn't something i was doing (laughs) I didn't like the fact that every time you look up, it had to be a label on somebody. So now you're just collecting all of these boyfriends and boyfriends and and even girlfriends and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? You going to dinner or going to the family and everybody just know not to say nothing because they not show who. No, I've never been that type of person. So I honestly think you have to call it what it is. And a lot of people say that there are no good men or good women out there because they're going in those situations trying to have something that that situation not even made for like when floyd was saying that they want to get with this guy and they're picking the wrong man no you're picking somebody trying to be a mate with them when that person just want to have fun with you yes and somebody that you, you're trying to build a life with them and they just want to have somebody to hang out with they just want to have somebody to do fun things with but they don't want to build with you so you have to know what are you linking up with who are you linking up with and make sure that y'all agendas are the same. Because it does that really make them a bad mate or a bad man or woman if you came with your agenda and it never aligned with theirs in the first place? It's not gonna work out. So as I'm saying, like you have to. I just feel like that's that that to me sometimes gets uh, thrown into that same category. Oh, they was wrong. They wasn't a good man. You picked the wrong man. No, y'all wasn't even on the same page. And now. Floyd, when you were talking about how, you know, you had your your time when you mm-hmm. was doing your thing and uh, hanging out with people and whatever, and you, when you got ready to do so, you chose your mate or uh, looked for your mate and you settled down. People are so angry now that women tend to take that same liberty now. Mm-hmm. And now the women are wrong because they also are trying to get whatever they need to get out of their system or trying to explore and learn more about themselves right so oh you guys get to do it and learn what you want and what you don't want and then go all right i'm done let me settle down but if the woman does it's like what are you doing like she has to be waiting for somebody to come and pick her when she might need to get that stuff out of her system too so she could be considered for somebody the right woman you know what i'm saying i'm glad i got you on the show so let me break this down okay when i was younger and this probably is going to prolong to 
um, the next topic. It can, but we could just bounce back and forth from this topic to that topic, the next topic. Okay, so when I was younger, like when I said, when I was going through that phase, so I got heartbroken. I got heartbroken. So you know how I healed? I healed by just, like, just not falling in love again and be like, okay, I'm just going to mess with this female and then mess with that female. And that's how I healed with it because I didn't want to get hurt again. I was hurt, so I didn't want to fall in love. So I wasn't trying to show feelings for a female. And I thought by just, you know, just messing around and just, you know, just that was that's how I took out my pain. I said smashing my pain away. Yeah. Now, forgive me. I'm I'm, forget, I'm just throwing my truth out there on the mm-hmm. show when I was like this was when I was like 18 and 19. And I know now that I now that I think about it, I'm like, damn, that was toxic, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? And I remember telling this to a buddy of mine a long time ago because he got his heart broken. I say, bro, just smash your pain away. And I think, you know, as far as like our culture goes, like I think we don't know how to properly deal with heartbreaking, heartbreaks and trauma. And sometimes that's what happens. Like if a female get her heart broken, then she's just going to just use guys, you know what I'm saying? So she won't have that same thing happen to her. Or guys might do the same thing. They'd be like, oh, man, this next chick I got, bro, I'm just going to smash, dash. I'm going to do all this. And I don't think we know how to properly deal with heartbreak and trauma. I think we bring that to the next situation of female or man that we're with, unfortunately. So let me just go ahead and prolong to the next question, which is how do you properly deal with heartbreak and trauma? Because hmm. I don't think I properly dealt with it during those times. <laughs> <He's safe. laughs> what was it? What's his phrase? Was we smash? Smash the pain away. Smash the pain away. away. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what it was. Well, don't, y'all don't kill me for that. Good old whole phase. Women go through it. Men go through it. Um, I think that um, it's more acceptable for men to go through it than women. Like, we get a title if we go through that. Um, but I think that it happens with uh, males and females. And um, in terms of the, you know, dealing with the heartbreak and the trauma, I think the number one thing that we need is time. We need time. You need time to process what you've gone through. You need time to divorce that situation, whether marriage or a, a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a serious relationship or a committed relationship, whatever you want to call it. The biggest thing is time, taking the time that you need to process through what you need to do to um, heal so that when you come into something else, you come whole. That's the biggest thing to me. You know, mm-hmm. there's complete me. Like, I don't believe in that. That's some old rom-com mm-hmm. bullshit, you know, that we <laughs> But, you know, that's some stuff we see on movies. You know, we have to come in as whole people and two whole people together make a unit, not yeah. all 80 percent. And you come 20 percent because someone's always going to feel like they're trying to catch up or. Yeah. Um, For you know, sure. um, unique chat. My bad. Unique chat. If you want to call, you could just hit the number down below. Four nine two three three zero zero one seven. She said she had to talk to us or something. She had a question or something like that. But um. Uh, Miss Taisha was saying like trauma bonds. Yeah, is that yeah. is that a thing? Trauma a trauma bond? Y'all both got trauma, and y'all it, is that what makes toxic relationships? Mm. I mean, one person can make the relationship to- uh, toxic. That's true too. <laughs> but okay, so yeah, well. first one thing I will say is so I'll be remiss if I don't say it. 
the smashing to get past it or whatever. <laughs> smash right? the pain away. Smash yeah, that's, pain right. away, that's yeah. what people say. Smash to get past. I mean, first of all, let's be clear. That's not a new thing. The okay. old people used to always say the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody else. So mm, we, yeah. our generation, oh, and just oh. start that. Just be very okay. clear. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? But sure. that's to me, all of that is toxic because at the end of the day, you're saying that's the way I healed, but I'm a challenge that. I don't think you healed. Mm -hmm. I think that was just your way of trying to either ignore it or distract yourself from it. And then over time now, I would say maybe you feel whole at this point and that's fine. But I don't think the smashing is what did it because mm -hmm. we have an issue with, with, with healing because of what it takes to heal. It's going to hurt. So instead, we distract. That's what we do. And that's what I take smash to, to get okay. to heal or smash to get whatever. That's a distraction. You know what I'm saying? And so the thing is, what happens, though, is that if you continue to distract yourself and distract yourself and distract yourself, at some point you do get to maybe a more mature age and you realize that wasn't the best option for me because now I find myself dealing with a whole different monster. A lot of times that monster is you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're collecting all this. So I don't really think that that's healing. That's just my personal opinion on that. So when we talk about the proper way to heal from heartache and trauma, I don't even like to phrase it that way. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. So like it's like to deal with it. I would say because when you say proper, it's like there's a manual or a book yeah. to it. And it's different for everybody. You know what I'm saying? But what I will say is that one of the most important things that, like I said, Ms. V pointed out, time. We are so quick and so ready to move on. If you're used to having somebody around, you just want to fill in that space. And a lot of times you fill it in with somebody that really is probably not the best option for you. I'm not saying they're good or bad. It just might not be the best option for you. When in my personal opinion, this is come, coming from not just professional, but my own experience just as a person. Because I'm a human. You understand what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. I have been through heartbreak before. The person you need to fill that space with is you. <laughs> you need to fill yeah. it with you. You need to spend time with you. You don't learn from your experiences by jumping into another one. You learn from your experiences by reflecting on them. So people get so caught up in the past because you don't know what the past is for. Well, here, here's an option. The past is to reflect and to learn because it's already written. It's not going to change. So that's the beauty of it. So you get to look at that and glean from it what you will. So you can be healthier when you go into the next situation. But when you just run past it and try to just jump into something else, you're leaving pieces of yourself behind. You need to collect that. Mm -hmm. See? You know what I'm saying? You got to collect that so you can move forward. This whole notion of you complete me. No. And I'm so glad you said that because I, you do not complete me. If I am the it's like I tell people all the time, you are the outfit and everyone else is an accessory. They yep. compliment you. Yep. You know like what I'm that. saying? <laughs> you know, the outfit, you need that. You need your clothes to protect you, to cover you, whatever. And you're not going. It's like if you don't have the purse, if you don't have the earrings, if you don't have the hat, that doesn't really make you naked. You know what I'm saying? So you are the. You are what you need, right? And then the other stuff is just extra. If you go into a situation thinking somebody completes you, then whoo, 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 boy, when things are rocky, you will sacrifice, fight, and 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 honestly, um, be very hurt if that person was to leave because now you feel like a piece of you yeah. is leaving, and that's a lot of power that you're giving to other people. And then when you end up with the heartbreak. The heartbreak is even heavier because you're not just mourning a relationship. You're actually mourning a piece of yourself. And that's a grief that, you know, is a lot harder to manage. So 
You know, I'm always say therapy simply mm. because that's a good option to have an objective person to talk to. But I'm also going to say, you know, more so spending time with yourself, getting to know yourself, uh, uh, what do you say, reintroducing yourself because sometimes we lose ourselves in relationships and in other people. You know, now, let saying? me let me ask you this Does closure now should I mean, dealing with a heartbreak, should you try to get closure from that person? Like, you know, if you're getting your heart, I mean, if they did certain things to you, is, I mean, is that part of the healing or you just need to just understand that you might not get closure from this? You're just going to have to just deal with it and understand that it happened. So I'm just saying, do you should go should, when you have a heartbreak? Should you go out and seek seek closure from that person or just, you know, just understand it happened? So you need to just deal with it. I don't think everybody's going to give it to you. Right. So some people are just that honorary and I dare to say evil that, you know, even could give it, they want you know, just for the sake of you hurt me. So that's how I know I can hurt you. Um, sometimes you get it, sometimes you won't. That's just not in romantic relationships. That's in family relationships, friendships, and any other shit that we go through, right? Mm -hmm. So I personally have probably seeked it in some, don't always get it, but I learned how to cope with that myself. Like, what am I supposed to take away from this? And if the other person doesn't choose to talk to me about it, then that's just what it is. You know what? When um. You know, before I got married a long time ago, uh, I was talking to this chick and one thing and I liked her, but the only thing was she couldn't get past. She was still suffering from heartbreak and trauma from uh, her uh, her baby's father. And every time we used to have a conversation, she used to always bring them up and uh, bring up some issues that happened and stuff like that. And I'm like, damn, you know, I want to have a conversation with you. But every time we have a conversation somewhere in between the conversation, it leads to, oh, um, I never had this or experienced this because he used to always hurt me and it'll, it'll bring down the mood. Like we'll have like a great conversation and then all of a sudden, boom, you know, she'll start talking about him or what he did and stuff like that. And it just killed the mood to where I'd be like, Hey, you know what? I'm gonna call you back. And now that I realize, you know, she didn't properly deal with the trauma and, you know, the heartbreak that she suffered with her baby, dad, baby daddy. And she used to just always bring it up. And I wasn't really ready to hear that. You know, I was trying to get to know her. But unfortunately, that's the main thing was she wanted to talk about. And it didn't work out because that's what she kept talking about. But, hmm. you know, Bad I, Bad I don't think it was time. Yeah. Like she, 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 was, it was too, it was, she wasn't ready. Yeah. Again, it's talking about agendas. Y'all are not on the same page at all. You know what I'm saying? And so, because if y'all were, it wouldn't have bothered you as much when she said it, or she wouldn't have been saying it as much. And I mean, when you say that, I don't know anybody that's going to be just welcoming that all the time. You know what I'm saying? But when you talk about closure, my view on closure is, at the end of the day, I totally understand. I'm not going to act like I've never tried to, but I also will be honest with you and say, when I was seeking closure, I really wasn't trying to leave. You understand what I'm saying? So oh, okay. when it comes... Huh? No, I, I feel I feel what you're saying for sure. Yeah, I'm just be honest. Like, if you really honest with yourself, you're like, I just need closure. It's like you got closure. The closure is within you. You're <laughs> the one that's gonna give you closure. And yeah. sometimes the way that people end things or the way that things break, do you really need to talk to the person that did that? You need more from yeah. that because I feel like that was enough right there to let you know everything you need to know. Uh, how they feel about you? Do they want to be with you? Do they care about you? But no, we want to go and be like, why did you do this to me? What answer are they going to tell you that's going to, oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I deserved it. And I'm grateful you did it. There's no answer that they're going to give you 
in my opinion, that's truly for the most part, right? I'm, I don't like to speak all inclusive, but for the most part, I don't really know what answer that person can give you that is going to make it worth your while to chase that closure, especially mm -hmm. if that person already did something to you that makes you feel like you need to chase them for closure anyway. Because if you guys are to end things amicably, y'all usually would have that conversation. You know what I'm saying? It'll be an agreement. So if that wasn't the way it was handled and that person doesn't think that it's an automatic thing to tell you what's up, what's the, you know, then why would you trust them to do it if you're bothering them or texting them or calling or going by whatever you're doing to try to get that closure? So closure a lot of times is people just kind of dragging it on because they themselves are not ready to truly accept the fact that it's over. So I just continue looking for closure because that allows me to keep it going. And a lot of times when you link back up with that person for closure, y'all end up back in that little toxic situation again because there was no closure. You know what I'm saying? So I really feel like closure is very personal. And if you are looking for closure, that is something that I really feel like you can probably give yourself if you're honest about it. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, no doubt. Uh, scapegoat. Okay, so, well, you kind of chimed into that, you know, and as far as like, you know, the self-love. Mm -hmm. So how important is self-love? Because... I, I think now it's, it's it, it kind of became a thing, but back in the days, you know, we were, we weren't hearing too much stuff about self love and self love, and, and now I think it's you know it's it's starting to be more popular uh, as far as people you know talking about self love and 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 things like that. So, uh, how important do you think, and what is self love? <laughs> <laughs> how to treat you? That's how I feel. You know, I'm my, I'm I'm the best example of how you should treat me. Or yes. If I don't love myself first, how can I expect you to? If I don't teach you how to how to treat me, how do you know how to treat me? Amen. Thinking <laughs> that you know exactly what V needs. Mm -hmm. You know exactly what V needs because V may not necessarily need what your ex needed or the chick you dated two or three chicks ago, right? Mm -hmm. Like show you how to treat me. So if I show that I have enough love and respect for myself, it teaches you to love and respect me. Mm-hmm. Bingo. I, I, every single thing that she said, love it, love it, love it. Because the thing about it is, you know, self-love, like you said, we're starting to hear it a lot more. And there are some people that are genuine about it. But I also feel like it's in that bag of those buzzwords that are used now. And so we have to make sure we define them because self-love has become the toxic, the boundaries, you mm -hmm. know, the vibe, the energy, those words that people like to use without um uh, staying true to their definition. So the fact of the matter is when you're talking about self-love, just basically, yeah, love for self. But what does it mean to love myself? It means, you know, in spite of, you know what I'm saying? That means no matter what happens, no matter what, I'm, when I fall, when I'm this, when I, I'm still going to love me regardless. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely necessary, right? And then like Ms. V said, perfect. You have to teach people how to treat you. Mm -hmm. You can't assume that they will know how to treat you. So you have to teach them. And that's what comes with communication, right? That's what comes with, you know, the way that you treat yourself. So I always tell people at the end of the day, you know, if you don't like how people treating you, you have to ask you what you're teaching them. Yes, indeed. You know, because the thing is, people observe how you treat yourself. Mm -hmm. And then they also observe how you allow others to treat, to treat you. So those are the ways that they learn how to treat you. 
And so it's like the whatever you condone, you know, whatever we are so afraid sometimes to correct people. And in the earlier parts of the relationship, you think everything's supposed to be roses and butterflies and whatever, when you need to correct them, because right now you're setting a tone. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, one thing about self-love is how you gonna teach somebody how to treat you if you don't know how to treat you. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't want to be around you, what makes you think other people want to be around you? So you have to start falling in love with yourself again. You have to learn how to spend time with yourself without feeling like it's a problem. Like, you know, some people just always got to be always got to be with somebody doing something. It's like because you don't know you or you don't think that you are. You don't think you're worth it. So mm-hmm. how is somebody else going to think it? So when we're talking about self-love. The thing about self-love is. You know, it's 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 all of those things. It's that confidence. It's that self-respect. Do I have dignity? You know, it's about how critical am I of myself? Because there's a big difference between being self-critical and holding yourself accountable. Some people think those are the same thing. But guess what? Only one of them includes love. I can hold myself accountable and correct myself and want to get better and change things about myself because I love me and I want to present the you know the trueness of who I am and the genuine good person to the world or I can just beat myself down thinking that's gonna make me feel better and it's really not you know it's not gonna improve me it's not gonna make me want to be a better person it's gonna make me feel worse you know at the end of the day if the whole world is rooting for you and you're not rooting for you that doesn't matter but if you're the only person rooting for you and no one else is that matters way more you know what I'm saying so you gotta be your own biggest fan you know, yeah, you true. I like what you said too. You say, I mean, you got to take time out for yourself, mm-hmm. and you got to you got to do things you like. I don't know if it's yoga, read books, go to the park, or something like that. You just got to take care of yourself. It could mm-hmm. be mentally and physically. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying as far as self love, but like you say, I think a lot of people they don't take that time out for themselves. Um, they constantly, you know. Like you say, when we rush back into relationships and all that, like we need to take time. And some people might be scared. They mean, but like they might be scared to be solo. It's a lot of people out there, you know, once they get out of this relationship, they got to get back into another one because they don't like how it feels to be, you know, single or by, by themselves. And I think that's when self-love is important, where you have to take the time out for yourself, understand who you are, uh, and take accountability of what happens and just do things that you like. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's how you properly heal, you know. Mm-hmm. When you take it, when you do self love, and um, mm-hmm. uh, what uh, Sierra said in one of the comments, she said, uh, you have to love yourself first. She said, watch how you treat others around your kids; they're watching, and mm-hmm. that can have to- a toxic mindset when they find someone that be with them. Yeah, that does affect the kid, you know, mm-hmm. uh, how they raised. I mean, yeah, everything a kid sees that affects, you know, their relationships and 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 so forth in the future. Yeah, and I want to say one thing, like. For anyone who is not really clear on self-love, or just what this whole thing is, because you ask somebody, do you love yourself? And it's like a question. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I love myself. Like, uh, it's like, that should be definite. Like, yeah, I love myself. But it's a question because it, some people don't understand what that even means. So you take a person that you know that you genuinely love. And I want you to think about what you do for that person, how you are with that person, how you handle that person. And then just put self in front of that, because there is no way that you should be providing these liberties to other people if you're not providing them to yourself. 
So if you don't know how to love yourself, then just think of somebody who you know you do love and just ask yourself, am I doing anything for them that I wouldn't do for myself or that I don't do for myself? And if you are, that may need to change. Yeah. When you go back, when you think about um, one of the things that I think about and a lot of my friends are like, you're so crazy that you do this. And I'm like, no, I'm not as peace for me. I travel by myself. I go to by myself. Um, Lloyd knows I smoke cigars. I go smoke cigars by myself because everywhere I go, I make a friend. You know, mm -hmm. but I'm okay with getting on a plane, going somewhere by myself. I do it all the time. Yeah. In a dinner reservation for one, I say, are you expecting someone else? No, just me, you know, and mm -hmm. I walk in and give me a nice table, you know. So I think that those are all things too, you know, doing the things that you enjoy doing, you know, now mm -hmm. if I have preference, you know, I'm at a place in my life where I want somebody to share those things with, um, but I'm not willing to accept just anybody who comes along. Mm -hmm. I kick it solo for a while. It's not where I'm absolutely comfortable, y'all, but I'm willing to do that and be patient mm -hmm. with the person who's going to, you know, come along and compliment, not complete. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know what? I, I, I had dinner um, where it was like a brunch by myself for the first time in like a couple weeks and a couple weeks ago. And, you know, that was relaxing. It was so chill. I had a drink. You know, I was eating. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Cause I used to think like, man, I don't know how, you know, people used to say, I eat by myself all the time. And when I did that, it was just relaxing. It was just, you know, it, it you know, it was just me just vibing out solo and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of dope. So, you know, I finally experienced that and that I'm gonna do it again. So. It's nice. You can't lose yourself, you know, even in marriage, you know, I've been married before, you know, you can lose yourself. I was talking to one of my neighbors. Hey V. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, you was breaking up though. Uh-oh. I'm on the Wi-Fi. I'm sorry, y'all. It's but, all good. Yeah, but you know, one of my neighbors, they've been married for like 30 years. And she was like, you know, we're at a place now where we've decided that we need to, you know, do properly. Mm. Like, you no, know, I enjoy things that he doesn't and he enjoys things that I don't. And she's okay with going by herself now. You know, going to a concert by herself. Now, I'll be honest. I haven't gone to a concert by myself, y'all. Mm. I will roll solo all the time. Yeah. And not my preference, but I'm okay with it. You know. So, so they, so they've been married 30 years, and they're still married, but they just said, "Hey, we can do certain things separate," and and they're cool with that. It's just the understanding and the communication they have. Yeah, she was ready to roll to the Anthony Hamilton concert with me. <laughs> we didn't. Come on, girl, let's go listen to Anthony. So, <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You bring up a good point also because what I like about it is that, you know, um, you have created such a space that you're not going to allow just anybody to come to you. Absolutely. And that threatens a lot of people. See, you know how you want to be treated, though. You know what I'm saying? And so it just depends on if they're willing to learn. And that's what somebody pointed out in, in the comments. But you are in a position right now where some people will be. Uh, put off by it because you know how you want to be treated and you treat yourself very well mm -hmm. see it's called having standards mm -hmm. and everybody's not going to want to rise to those standards mm -hmm. but like i said that's the thing you have to know how you want to be treated in order to teach someone else so you know that you like these types of things and unfortunately when the love is lacking or when you get impatient with the way they get impatient with the process you know you like these things but you'll still start to fold on them just because you're like oh you know, I guess maybe I, you know, since like second guessing or questioning, 
your values and the standards that you have just because you are ready to settle at that point because you're tired of waiting. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's like when you know how you want to be treated and it's to the point where you're not trying to make other people do for you what you won't do for yourself. Because that's the other thing people try to say, you know, mm -hmm. oh, you don't even do that for yourself. You don't even take yourself out. So why should I do it? It's like, no, I actually I do. Mm -hmm. And I can. And I, and I will if you don't. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to take me anywhere that I can't take myself. I say that all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, ask you uh, to take me to Dubai if I can't afford to buy mm -hmm. my own to Dubai. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that, to me, I think that's ridiculous. But, you know, some people think that's okay. And I, and I think with guys, you know, when we see a female and we, we see that, you know, uh, she has standards, uh, you know, and, and you can't play no games. You can't just, you know. You can't just play with her like that. And that, and that intimidates a lot of guys. When they see a female, she's on her thing. She has standards. Uh, she does certain things. Certain guys ain't going to talk to her. Some guys going to be intimidated. They're going to be able to fall back because there's always levels. It's levels with men. It's level with females. And when a guy sees a female and she's on her thing, she has standards. Uh, she, she, she has self-care. She's doing all these good things. Then certain guys is going to fall back. They is not going to try to test that because they know that they do not have the capability you know, to 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 associate with this woman, maybe whether it's taking her out to do all these type of things that she enjoy. Like you said, if you want to go to Dubai or California or something like that, well, a guy that's just at his mom's house and in, in and out of jobs, he going to understand like, man, you know, this female right here, uh, let me fall back because she might be a little too much. And it's it's just it's just like that. And, and it's like that with women, too. Uh, it's some guys out there that, you know, the female uh she ain't doing too much and that guy's on his he's on his i want the cuz but my mom's watching but he's on his square you know he's working he's doing all these things he's probably providing and doing stuff in the community and all these type of things and certain females go fall back yeah. so i think when you take care of yourself when you have self-care when you have standards and all these type of things then you're going to attract certain people and certain people are going to you know they're not going to talk to you because of that but i think you know as far as uh like we said, man, having standards is so important. But you did say if you're single over a certain period of time, do those standards fold because you're like, dang, mm. you know, I might have been too strict. Let me let me fold on one of these standards. Maybe it's OK if his credit score bad. You know, do you see that wavering sometimes with, you know, mm. being single or guys or, you know, saying uh, Trina or uh, RV, do you see those standards kind of just breaking down after a period of time of being single? I, I mean, hmm. I don't know, because I, I lived single for a long time. I, I mean, I don't know many people that can actually tell you people I've actually dated until well in or even after it was over, because that's just the way I live. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, what I also will say, because I don't want to pass that up, I noticed when you were talking about, like, the difference on how people fall back it seemed like it was more materialistic so i want to be clear that standards standards are more about more than just what you can provide when it comes to those um pleasures and things like that i think sometimes it's conversation some people are intimidated by your conversation too like if you were talking with them you know you may enjoy talking about certain things and that may be off-putting for some people or they might start to judge you on that because it's many of people that'll be like you know oh she thinks she or he think he and then the other thing is somebody pointed out i was thinking as well some of the things you're describing they, they'll say you high maintenance you know they'll say oh she too Facts. high maintenance for me yep that's you know that's an excuse that they have to throw out there so they you know well, 
I have a friend who that is my title. You too high maintenance for me. And I say, really, well, it makes no sense. Like, yeah. that's terrible. Yeah. It's like you love yourself too much. That's what I hear when I hear high maintenance, you know. But at the end of the day, it's like even when they do fall back, it goes back to our first question of the night. Good fall mm -hmm. back. Because that's mm. not the person for you. You're yeah. not ready for that. And I think that it, I actually respect them more than the people that pursue it anyway, knowing that they're not ready for that. Because those people tend to try to reduce that person. Because instead of passing that person by and leaving them alone, knowing you darn well are not ready for them, they'll sit up there and get with that person and then try to tear them down. And sometimes, unfortunately, it works. So you'll see people like, dang, she used to, or God, he used to. And all of a sudden you start seeing them actually not being who they typically are. So fall back if you can't handle it, you know, because at the end of the day, that kind of goes into what you said. Do people wave on their standards? Yes. That's when you start to see things change <laughs> with them. And you're like, oh, all yeah. right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's different when life happens. And it's also different when somebody just basically gets into, like gets into a situation with you and just kind of sucks the life out of you and you give them the straw. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm -hmm. like, you just got to be mindful of that. You know, at the end of the day, all of these questions, like you said, they kind of interact, like they feed off of each other. They you do. know what I'm saying? But when it comes to, you know what I'm saying? Going back to self-love, if in fact you love yourself on both sides, you will continue to treat yourself as you want to be treated. And then you also won't put yourself in a situation that you are completely uncomfortable with, like a fish out of water, mm -hmm. uh, like the people that end up in situations that they know they wasn't ready for. Okay. So let's go on to the next one. Is Okay. Being single is overrated because I see a lot of people saying, man, oh, I love my single. I love my peace. And, and, and I hear that all the time. But... Is that just, you know, is that just a, a defense mechanism where they're saying because they're really out there searching for love and searching for that person that they're throwing it out there that I rather that I want to be single? Because I'm, I'm going to say, I look, look, I'm going to say, look, I don't think nobody I'm speaking for myself. All right. I, I don't think a person would want to be single, man. I mean, uh, you know. When I'm in that bed, okay, say, okay, say, look, well, my wife, when she's gone, <laughs> let's just say she goes to a concert, she's out with her friends, 11 o'clock, it's kind of hard for me to go to sleep till she come back. I got to have that. I got to put my feet on her feet, you know, and all that. And, and, and it's just, it's just comfortable for me. And, you know, being single, I'm seeing a lot of people out there saying how, like what we was talking about, is it a shortage of good men? Is it a shortage of good women? Oh, I can't find a guy that's up to my standard. I can't find a female that's up to my standard. And I'm starting, I'm, I don't, I think sing being single is not a good thing to me, my opinion. I think it's kind of toxic out there. I think the water is kind of, you know, it's, it's scary out there. Uh -oh. V, what you think, V? I often say that there is pee in the dating pool. <laughs> Maybe a little bit too. I know mama on here. I can't say what I want to say. Uh <laughs> yeah, she low key watching. She low key, but she gonna call me after. But it's all good. Say what you want to say. <laughs> she gonna be all right. She gonna be all right. <laughs> you know, it's funny because this whole conversation, like everything, I have a, I have a really good friend, and he's one of those people where you know, good for each other, but the wrong time. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we talk about everything. 
you know, and he's one of those people that always says, you know, I, you know, I enjoy being single. I don't want the headache. I don't, you know, I don't want to deal with this. And, you know, I, I need my peace and this, 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 you know, if I have my preference, I wouldn't be by myself, um, but I'm not willing to settle. Either. So being single overrated, I think it is, you know, because I'm in a space in my life right now where I don't want to be single. But again, I think it's subjective, right? Like, where are you in your timeline? Mm-hmm. Coming out of something bad, being single might be wonderful. You know, I've been divorced going on five years. So, you know, I'm at a place now where I'm like, you know, I wouldn't mind having somebody to kind of settle down with and do things with. Um, so, again, I think it's just where are you in your whole scheme of things? That's a very, very subjective thing. Sierra said um, being single is a choice. I don't know. Is is being single a choice? Yes. For the, uh, for the most part, yes. I mean, if you wanted to settle and you wanted to be with anybody, right, then you probably could find somebody to be with. But it's like, is that going to be the somebody you want to be with? So I don't necessarily think being single is overrated, to be honest with you. But I'm trying to speak as... <laughs> as objectively as I can because I'm not single. But you know what I'm saying? But the times when I was single, for the most part, see, there's this thing with these situationships, and I'm not gonna lie, I've been in in, in a few of those myself because that's what I wanted. I didn't want I the I'm the one that honestly was like, no, I don't, I don't necessarily want that you know what i'm saying so yeah. I would keep the yeah. arm out. I'm just being honest, you know what I'm saying? Or if a person started expressing uh, you know, more sentimental. Ooh, whoa, 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 whoa. Where are we going with this? You understand what I'm saying? So I'll be honest. I, <laughs> so I if a guy was so if a guy was being vulnerable to you, you was quickly rejecting that. If that's not what it was, that's not what it was, Mister Mister Floyd. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying. So okay. at the end of the day, I maintained that for a while. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, we all have our stories as to why, but that's because that's where I was in my life. I mean. I wasn't raised to be married or I was raised to be successful. So a lot of times I was going to school, you know what I'm saying? And I would be in school. Like that was my first love. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, before I got married, my class ring was fitted to my wedding ring oh, finger. Like seriously, real true story. Because Man. I felt like school was the only thing that I would, I put into it. It gave back to me. So I was married to my education. You know what I'm saying? And so a lot of times when you are in relationships, though, they that's a problem. I've had a couple of people that have tried to penalize or down talk, you know, saying to the point when I was younger, made me feel bad about it. You know, as if I was choosing it over them. And so that's why I was like, once I thought, oh, no, we're not doing that anymore. So guess what? No dating then. No serious dating. I'm mm-hmm. just going to have fun and, you know, date, um, not exclusively dating. Right. And just go to school and do what I need to do. And that worked out for me because people can't take that all the time. So I literally chose not to be locked down in serious relationships for that purpose, because I realized that everybody can't take you working on yourself, trying to get an education. If you've ever been in higher um, education, you already know it, it's a lot, you know what I'm saying? And also being a full-time mom, a full-time, you know, working and all of that stuff. And you want to start tripping. So I literally chose to be single during those times let me ask you this because i think what you just said is i'm low-key raising my daughter like that because um i want her to go to college and and focus on her career and stuff like that so it's almost like what you just said i'm i'm i want her to be married to education i don't know if that's a good thing or not but 
I just want her to be successful, you know, where I don't want her to go through those, you know, those troubles of, you know, relationships and, and heartbreaks and maybe getting pregnant and all that type of stuff. So, I mean, that's what I would want for her is to be married to her education. And I don't know if that's going to affect her, you know, as far as like, you know, relationship wise and, you know, um, you know, with guys and all that. I don't know how that's going to work with her, but. Mm, I don't know. I, just, I mean, I did have a baby. Like I, I just, I said, I had, I had my daughter <laughs> when I was twenty. <laughs> okay. So it's not like I wasn't, you know, what I'm saying. And then the well, other, yeah, thing, yeah. So that's what I say. Like I know that you can. When I say that, like my 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 dad pushed education. That was mm -hmm. very important to him to the point where. I didn't get in trouble for everything, but I definitely got in trouble if I wasn't doing what I need to do in school. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like he didn't like 89s. You know what I'm saying? He was like, you were so close. And if you got a 90, he was like, Ooh, you know, that was close. You understand know what I'm saying? Like my dad was just very big on education and whatnot, you know? And so at the end of the day, he admitted that himself, even before I got married, you know, he was just like, he realized that that's kind of how it was. I don't even think that was his intention you know what I'm saying? To honestly, but it's just like a lot of people are raised to be married. Like that's all you hear is about getting with someone or start. It's like, and that's just not something that was pushed because I mean, why is there always an agenda? Why does it have to be so streamlined that it can't be one, like all oh, it has mm -hmm. to be this or this, you know what I'm saying? Because she still may experience heartbreak and relationships sure. and whatnot. Sure, no but it's like, it's about what you what you teach her that's important, what you teach her for is foundationally. So even if she should have straight, you know, she'll come back to it and just being, you know, educated. That's, like I said, that's what my dad pushed. But when you have that as your foundation and then you have these external people that are trying to undermine that and trying to guilt trip you out of going and all that stuff like that, then it's like, oh, it's going to quicken you because again, all my life I've been taught that that's important. And now you're challenging everything that I've been taught by, the most important man in my life, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. So whatever you do, you teach her, you lay that strong foundation. And then when others try to question or challenge that, the foundation is already laid. And, but all the stuff, I mean, you, you can't save her from everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you just have to yeah. just basically set the standard and then just go from there. But like I say, to each his own, people post the post, single and loving it and all of that. Exactly, I really think it yeah. depends on what day of the year it is because, <laughs> you know, they have certain times of the year where yeah. it's just not, it's not what's up. You know what I'm saying? For but sure. then they start talking about that summertime and then it's like, oh, who wants to be attached in summertime? Then I remember it was a such thing that if you wasn't dating somebody by, I think it's Halloween or week for Halloween, then you don't date anybody until after the new year because you're not trying to start <laughs> nothing new. Yeah, you know sure. what I'm saying? For Just sure. single yeah. dating rules, you know? <laughs> yeah. Go back to the point about your daughter for a quick second, you know, yeah. because I'm an educator, right? And I teach middle school, seventh and eighth grade, the very special age, right? Mm -hmm. I love that age. I do too. It's my favorite. You can't get me <laughs> anything older. So, yeah. That takes very special people to teach middle school. But um, the thing is this, uh, by the time they get to me, they already know who they are. Seventh, mm. Sixth grade, they already know who they are. And I think that you have to provide a balance, you know, as an educator. Yes, I'm always going to I teach a college prep class, you know, so I am always going to push college. I'm always going to push the importance of higher education, getting your education. I always tell them it's the only thing uh, that no one can take away from you. And that's the thing that my mother taught us about education. But they yeah. have 
have balance. And I will give you a prime example. Some of my family members might be watching, so I don't want to say too much. But, you know, one of my cousins whose father, you know, my uncle kind of kept her under his thumb. Mm -hmm. She went away to school and she wowed out. Like, I mean, wowed out. Like, we were like, okay, whoa, like, where'd this come from? You know, like, to mm -hmm. the point get her and bring her back home. Mm -hmm. So you have to have a balance. You have to have a balance between the two. You know, I'm mm -hmm. not saying, definitely, I'm going to say push education a thousand percent, you know, the importance of it, but allow them to have that balance and that time to grow up too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, so let's move on. Let's go on to the um uh, let's go on to this one, man. And I think this is I think this varies from a man and a woman's perspective, but can a relationship go back to normal after a person gets caught cheating? <laughs> a lot of work. A lot of work. <laughs> yeah, like I say, short answer, I'm not gonna say never, but uh, uh I, that's tough. Are you willing to put in the work? Are you willing, you know, that goes back to, you know, Dylan being the bag lady, carrying all those bags, you know, um, trust is going to be the biggest thing in the relationship. Right. So when you breach that trust, you know, you're spending all of that time getting caught up, you know, you, you're trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to get that trust back. And a lot of times you can't ever get it back. I don't think a hundred percent, you know, because on the receiving end of, you know, being someone who's been cheated on now, I'm constantly looking at everything that you're doing. Like I'm, I'm looking at you through the microscope, right? Like through the lens of, you know, what are you doing? You know? Mm -hmm. um, and then I think at some point the person who cheated gets tired of proving, you know, that I'm actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing now. So, yeah. I think I with guys, man, not to cut you off, but with guys, it's a pride thing. You know, your girl cheated on you. And even if you, if you know the guy or whatever, I'm just saying, I'm just throwing that out there, but it's a pride thing. Um, like you said, once that happens, I mean, it's kind of hard. You think when she go out, is she out messing with that guy? You think if, you know, she on the phone and she on the phone with her friends or there's that that guy. And I, I think with guys, it's just it's just it's it's just more of a pride thing that man, you know, my girl was with this guy, so now this guy has the upper hand on me. He has the ups on me because he messed with my girl, he, you know, and stuff like that. And it's like now you're questioning yourself. You're questioning like, damn, what did I do? What am I doing wrong? To make her go talk to this dude and stuff like that and you know it can lead to arguments and like i said we don't heal from that we don't we don't go to therapy um we don't communicate properly to understand where we went wrong with that we just be like hey i'm sorry i apologize forgive me and then over time you know they might get back together but they don't properly communicate and they don't properly heal from that so i don't think it will work out to be honest with you now i'm not saying they don't I, uh, clearly relationships do bounce back after that but man it's tough i mean i think to me i think you need therapy i think you need to communicate uh, about how the situation happened and why it happened for you to understand and move forward yeah i think that it, it depends on uh if both people cheated too so i think it's different with both it's not that they cancel each other out but Mm, you think, think females are you think women are more forgiving than men? I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna be honest with you. These days, I don't know. It's just more, it's more even kill all across the board these days. Because the thing is, at the end of the day, like you even said, you know, you think it's a pride thing, and we 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 don't like it either. You know what I'm saying? We don't we don't want to know that you messed with such and such. It don't feel mm -hmm. good to us to know that either. We feel like she got a one-up on us too. And the thing about it is women tend to be nastier. Now mm. that I will say, because okay. if a dude, I don't know, I haven't seen yet 
you know, where the guy, unless, you know, exceptions to every rule, right? But I don't really see guys plastering names and screenshots and stuff like that. Like yeah, that's I not really a guy emails, thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't yeah, see yeah. that. And that's not trying to you know single out anybody i am a female but i don't see that as much you understand what i'm saying so mm -hmm. when you're saying that if i know the dude he got one up on me yeah but i don't see dudes going around telling everybody yeah i did that but a lot of times females get catty and everybody know yeah, yeah like you said the screenshots is going on facebook and it's time. like you know subliminals tagging people mm -hmm. in it and everything and so now the world right knows that they did whatever versus that so it's like when you say you know for men it's a pride thing yeah for you maybe internally but a lot of times women go through knowing that they know and that everybody else knows mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and so the short answer to can relationship go back normal or whatever is it depends i mean that's the answer to really everything right it depends mm -hmm. it depends on the people that are involved in relationship, you know, to be honest with you, when it comes to forgiveness, forgiveness has nothing to do with forgetting. Sure. So that means that you have to know that you are going to remember what happened to you. And forgiveness is a, is a process. It's not a one instance. You're going to have to continue to forgive that person over and over again, because it's going to come up when they go and they don't answer the phone as quickly mm -hmm. as you would like, you are forgiving them again. If you stay, because then your mind will immediately go to what are they doing? Mm -hmm. Could they be, if they go to the corner store and it take too long, say something that they wanted wasn't at the store, so they went to another store. Your mind is still like, well, they had to go so far. So you're consistently forgiving them over and over again if you truly forgave them, right? And it may yeah. come a time in that relationship when you don't forgive them again, right? Because it's like, okay, after a while, it is snowballed and you just couldn't get past that. So we have to understand that it's not just the, okay, I forgive you and we good. That is going to come up. And so when you choose to forgive someone, you have to remember that because we don't have the mind to forget. That's just not how it works. You know what I'm saying? And so the word normal, again, is subjective. And quite frankly, I'm going to be honest with you. If a person cheated on somebody, do y'all really want the relationship to go back to normal? Because it seemed like there was a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's why I say that's why you need to have the communication and you understand know, why it went that way. Yeah, so the normal part, though, I mean, there is no normal. It's just like when we were talking about COVID and the pandemic, and everybody was like, will things ever get back to normal again? It's like, that normal is gone. It's a new There's normal. a new normal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, what is the new normal? So I feel like the question would be more uh, accurate if it says, can a relationship survive cheating? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because the normal, I, I wouldn't personally want to go back to whatever the norm was because whatever the norm was led to you cheating. Yeah. You know, so we need to talk about it, see what happened, what was the breakdown, you know what I'm saying? And then move forward and create this new norm for ourselves if we are going to stay in this situation. Yeah. Um, Before we move on to the last question, it's a movie that they had. Um, I forgot the name of it. I'm going to have to Google it. But it's a movie and it's the husband found out that his wife was having an affair with the guy and the husband killed the guy and the wife and told the wife and, and, and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I mean, she, she knew he killed him. I mean, they both knew, but they remained together or whatever. Like she cried and she said she was, I'm sorry for this happening and blah, blah, blah. And all that type of stuff. And they end oh. up staying together. I forgot the name of this movie. Boy, but I can't think of the name of it either. 
Yeah, I forgot. I remember at the end of the movie, they was in the car. The police sirens was coming or something. They was at the stoplight, and they just drove off or something. But, yeah, he found out his wife was having an affair, and um, he ended up killing the guy. Wife found out. She apologized and all that, started crying, and they was crying and all that type of stuff. And they remained together as far as the, the movie ended. They were still together and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, like you said, I mean... Why would you want it to remain, go back to normal if that situation, I mean, if y'all don't correct the problem, then it might happen again. Or then, you know what, you'd be like, you know what, she cheated on me, so you know what, I deserve to go do my thing and get this even. You know what I'm saying? She cheated on me, okay, it's my turn. And yeah. that just, you know, it just never works out, you know, so. It's just no, making, like, honestly, it may give you a hall pass. It's still not going to fix it. It's not. Do it to me. You can do it. It's like, yeah, but now you started the game. You know what I'm saying? It, mm -hmm. it, now the game has begun. So it's like at the end of the day, we still have to figure out what the breakdown was. And it's not always a breakdown in relationship. Going back to the first question all the way again, it may not have just been the right situation. And if your agenda changes within the relationship, I think that it is important for you to let the person know. Yeah. See, we always avoid those difficult conversations because we don't want to you know, deal with it. It's not always about not wanting to hurt somebody. People just don't want to have those conversations because they're uncomfortable. So nobody wants to be mature enough to have those uncomfortable conversations. Like if you're not feeling it no more, you're not feeling it anymore. But instead of saying that you like, well, I'm just going to dip out. And then when everything blows up now, it's like, I have not been happy for months. Really? Because you could have talked to me about that months ago. Instead of dragging this on, making the other person feel like things are what they're not, or everybody just feel the vibes everything's changing but no one's saying anything and then all of a sudden you have this big blow up and now everything comes out why do we have to wait to the blow up to be honest with each other when you yeah. can just have those difficult conversations when you both are actually in a position to talk true because that's why people cheat that's exactly why people cheat because something that you want that your partner is not giving yeah and they're afraid to communicate that with their partner or sometimes yeah. Yeah. But on my ex-husband, you, you, I communicated with my ex-husband four years before I filed for my divorce about what I need. You know, to the conversation, like, okay, I'm better, I'm better. You say, okay, I'm going to be patient, I'm going to adjust, right? And then three months later, we're having the same conversation. Don't give them, or you're not equipped with what you need to do. You're not trying to, you know, become equipped with what you do to fulfill these needs. I don't think I'm a really hard person to please, but you have to do what you need. You know, so I can understand. I understand why people cheat. Okay, so let's uh, this is kind of switching the little subject a, a little bit, but um, as far as young men, uh, how can they become great leaders? And let me just say this too, and I'm just throwing this. This is just one aspect that I had a conversation with a buddy of mine, and we was talking about um, music wise as far as the, the culture that it creates for our young men to be out there, you know, um, it's cool to have multiple women. It's, you know, um, it's cool to, you know, disrespect them. Um, and when you see a young guy, if you see a guy with his girl, then they call them simp. They call them lame. They call them soft. Um, it, they just shun the idea of a man, a young man, you know, just catering to his woman or doing these type of things and stuff like that. That's not the norm now. And we was talking about how this culture is creating, you know, um, bad leaders as far as relationship wise for our young men, because they, you know, 
they don't know how to be leaders and stuff like that because they probably don't even have the family uh, or the uncles or the dads to teach them like that because the trauma has just been going down, you know, down the family line. So who can they look up to, you know, as far as, you know, no father figure, no uncle, because all they're going to do is tell them like, hey, man, these females are no good. Get yourself straight first. Uh, don't trust them. Uh, they're going to cheat. they dogs. they this like that. Don't talk to black women. Get you. They go throw all kind of negative things out there to this young man. And our deal is how can we create, you know, leaders as far as like that, as far as being a relationship wise? Hmm. <laughs> Role models, you know, and you're so right. Like, what do you do? when they don't have a father, you know, where they have a father, but their father is not involved in their life or they don't have someone who fall, falls into that role. Um, I know I have a really, really good friend um, who, um, he's a Q, and I know that uh, in his chapter where they are in Alabama, they do these things on Saturdays where they bring all of these young men together, you know, who are in those situations, who don't have good examples, and they set a really good example for them. They teach them things that, you know, they may not necessarily learn because they don't have men in their lives. And I think that it's an amazing effort. Um, and we need more opportunities like that, you know, for these young men to see what a man looks like, especially a strong black man. Mm -hmm. You know, that's us getting out here in the trenches and, you know, trying to provide examples for those you know, young men who don't have an example, even for the young ladies, you know, mm -hmm. even at my school, you know, starting a group to teach young ladies to respect themselves and to respect their bodies and being honest with them and giving them a space where they can be honest, you know? So I think it starts with the role models. And I think that we have to step in. I have a son, um, but I can't teach my son how to be a man. I need his father for that. And I need my friends for that, mm -hmm. you know, his example. So... I think, I think yeah. not not to cut you off, but with me, I was able to fall back on what I seen my dad do with my mom. You know what I'm saying? He was always there. He he worked, he provided for us, and I seen and he he provided the foundation for me. Now, when I said I was younger and I was smashing the pain away, yeah, I, I got away from those that from that foundation because I was hurt. But when I got older, it started making sense to, you know, what my dad was doing, you know, like him going out work and providing for us, you know, the family man that he was and stuff like that. And that, and, and seeing that growing up, that's what I wanted to do. That's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be like, as far as my dad, he, it was a family, it was family orientated and stuff like that. And, you know, what we see when we grow up, that's kind of, you know, what we do as far as kids. And then, you know, just seeing my dad provide for us and able to get us things and, taking us on family trips and stuff like that. I wanted that when I got older. So I wanted to build with a female, like my dad built with my mom. So I think as far as, you know, providing that foundation, I think it really starts with us, you know what I'm saying? As far as us men out there to provide that for, you know, the young guys out there. And it don't, you don't even have to be, that don't even have to be your son. That could be your nephew. That can, that can be your cousin. And, and it, you know what I'm saying? We always say it takes a tribe. And stuff like that. And I just think that, to be honest with you, it starts with us men to provide, you know what I'm saying, and show these young men what it takes to be a leader. Because some of them don't have nobody to depend on. They don't have nobody to even look at. They don't even they, they don't even have a neighbor to look at. But like, man, my neighbor, you know what I'm saying, he, I, I like what he's doing with his family and they provide and stuff like that. And and I think it just starts with us, man. We got to break the cycle. Mm -hmm. Well, example, excuse me one second. The example with them seeing stuff, you know, in this music and all of these things that they see on social media and things, that's their example. And that's scary. 
Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> I always challenge the the notion when it comes to like the music and stuff like that, simply because you know when they have the what is that song when they talk about uh it's the two ladies and. She calls her and says, what is it, Barbara? So I don't know. It's some song. <laughs> whatever the song is, is the woman to woman. That's Mr. the cleanup woman. Um, oh, that old song? Yes. This before any of oh. us, okay, was probably even looking for something. Love uh, Train and okay, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Weekend Lover. And all. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so sure. they had a lot of songs, honestly, that was, they just romanticized cheating and romanticized mm. having multiple the women and multiple, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my thing is, at the end of the day, one of the important things is if we want our society to improve in that way, then we as a society have a job to do. It's not going to, we can keep on saying this, like I hear them with the schools talking about the parents, the parents. Look, you can keep depending on people who you know not doing what they need to do to do it, and you can keep them, uh, you know, being disappointed. You know what I'm saying? It's a time, a time when if you want to see change, you have to be the change. Without change, no change, no change. You want change, there has to be change. And so my thing is, it's like, to be a great leader in a relationship, you must first be a great leader. Mm. Period. And so it's like, you can get examples from more than just you know within your household because unfortunately we can sit here and talk all day about what's not in the household and how broken the families are and the pipeline from the school to we can talk about that all day but we've talked about that enough it to me i'm more proactive i like to talk about the what we can do versus what we can't because we've already beat that horse like it yes the broken families no examples uh a woman can't teach a man how to be a man but i also know that there's uh there's hidden gems in those situations because I also learn what not to do. So if I see someone that's not leading a good example, I know plenty of people whose father was absentee. So they made sure that they was present in their children's lives. That mm-hmm. they're, they're very good fathers all because they do everything opposite of what their father did. You know what I'm saying? They got some people who they might not have that dad, but they do have their uncle. They might have that big brother. They may have, the man across the street, they best friend's dad. They may have a certain teacher that they see how he operates. A coach. Coaches are so good in this space because you're doing way more than teaching them a sport. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like at the end of the day, we just have to, I think, rethink what examples we're looking for because we still have plenty of, I think we have plenty of good role models in the community you know, yeah. to where mm-hmm. it's like some of us, I mean, a lot of us listen to the same music you know what I'm saying? We're exposed to the same things, but yet we don't succumb to it. So there has to be another variable somewhere in there to where some people choose to follow that suit, follow suit with that, and some people don't. But at the end of the day, as a society, I think that it's more about people being a better example themselves and then also showing them, yeah, you see that, but if you have an alternative, then you have a choice. It's just that when all you see all you hear is one thing, then that looks like the choice. So we have to start doing that because there are many organizations. My sorority has like organizations for the younger ladies and gets them involved into it. And I'm pretty, pretty sure many other organizations do the same thing where they start young and have those programs for the younger people. So, you know, they have all of these like the peewee sports, uh, you know, football around here with the little babies is very, very popular. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, all no of doubt. it. So you, yeah, so you know, you have those men that go out there, they're not being paid, they they love what they do. Those are role models. 
You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I just think that, you know, we have to, you know what I'm saying, promote, I think, more of those images and also be supportive in, in those efforts. And then also, you know, at the end of the day, encourage those people too. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. they're, you know, at the end of the day, if you direct the attention to them, if you recognize those people, you know, put them on a pedestal. Because a lot of the stuff we're talking about is because it's put on a pedestal. So you know what? If they want to put that type of stuff on the pedestal, then we're gonna put the other stuff on the pedestal too. So at least we have a fighting chance. Yeah, no doubt. You know? V, what you think before we get out of here? Um, I think this was an amazing conversation, and um, I think that um, we need to. I think as a people, just do a little bit more work with us. Um, mm-hmm. I know that I personally know I have more work that I need to do and things that I want to do. Um, in the community um, and, you know, use my platform as an educator to, you know, reach as many kids as I can, try to mow these babies up the right way and send them on out here, you know, so that we can change our narrative as a people. So um, I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I thank you for allowing me to share your stage with you, sir. Man, I appreciate you for coming on, V. I thank you. Also, I appreciate you, Trina, for always coming on. You know, so you give a great perspective. Also with you too, V. I'm going to get with you on the wine thing. You know, because oh. I'm, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I know. I was like, look at me. I'm so lame. I'm over here just like <laughs> I didn't get the memo. <laughs> nah, it's all it's all good. I, I already understood what you had going on and stuff like that. So yeah, no, but, man. But, I um, think no. Go ahead, go ahead, Trey. Sorry, I just want to. Obviously, you already know. I always thank you for having me on. I thank the others that you know your your people, your followers that actually mention and ask and comment to me personally i thank y'all as well i am in fact looking for opportunities pro bono because i mean i don't mind giving back to my community to speak um whether it's in the school settings or in organizations or whatever the case is i have been actively looking for those opportunities so if in fact anyone wants to further discuss that i do consultations and things like that for companies and things like you know but i'm talking about actually speaking to students i started doing it last year loved it loved it loved it so stacy can help you with that as far as with the students well it just it depends on what they're looking for because like at the end of the day you know it's definitely by campus by campus you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so i just feel like at the end of the day those people if it's anybody that has there's like boots on the ground then they'll know what their campus is looking for because most of the time it's someone from the campus that reaches out and they have a specific set of people but uh, or kids but that's something that I, i do not mind doing so at the end of the day like i said if that's something that anyone's interested in then just reach out to me and let me know, and we'll see what we can get done. I think that. that's awesome. Those kids need that. They really need that. So may God bless you for that one. <laughs> All right, y'all, man. I appreciate y'all coming on, man. You know, I'm going to hit y'all up. Y'all always welcome to come back again for sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll love to. Thank you. All right, y'all take care. All right. Bye. All right. All right. Good stuff. All right, so man, look, that was EP 118. I appreciate everybody for tapping in. Shout out to my girl Elizabeth from Sydney. She's from Sydney, Australia, and stuff like that. So shout out to all the people out there in Australia holding it down. Why don't you share this to the people out there in Australia? Let them know, you know, uh, about the Kickback Podcast that be, you know, uh, coming on every Friday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Man, I appreciate y'all for you know saying commenting and doing all those things. And uh, we got another show next Friday. I'm see if I hit my boy up, Stacy. See if you want to come on. Hit up my boy Ken. See if you want to come on. We're gonna have a, a dope, you know, conversation 
Uh, and we're going to have some great topics as always, man. You know what I'm saying? I hope y'all have a great weekend. I hope y'all had a good Thanksgiving, good holidays. I'm wishing y'all a further good holidays. Christmas, New Year's coming up, man. Y'all be safe out there. Y'all be blessed. And until then, until next Friday, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to holler at y'all, all right? My honey, peace.